Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Today's podcast was already released on Patreon without this intro. So first up, I have a lovely person on my Patreon who I've been talking about the Maui fires with back and forth. And I asked her, do you have any message for the listeners how people can help? I know the donations and efforts have been going on now for a couple weeks, but for anyone who wanted to hear it straight from people who actually live there, she said that she's been working with community leaders and cultural representatives, and she sent me a couple links for people to donate to that will go directly to the victims, which I will put in our show notes. But her other message is by all means to visit the island, but just stay out of Lahaina. She said that the south side and upcountry of the island is suffering needlessly from people canceling their trips. In addition to the two links that she sent me to donate that go directly to the victims, the people, also animals were affected. So she also sent me another link for the Hawaii Animal Rescue Foundation. She said that they're doing amazing work with displaced and injured animals. So I'm going to include that in the show notes as well. When time passes by and it might not be in the news anymore, it might kind of be out of sight, out of mind. But for the people who are living there, they're still dealing with so many troubles. So just a little reminder if anyone is interested and able to help. So this weekend coming up Saturday, I have Kelly's birthday. We are doing a beach cleanup and then brunch. I've actually never done a beach cleanup, so I'm happy to do that as well. I love that she included that in her birthday festivities. And then after that, I'm going to the SoCal Veg Fest It's in Costa Mesa at the fairgrounds. It's where the OC Fair is. This is the vegan festival of the year. My friends are at Life is Beautiful in Vegas, where I used to go. But this year, you will find me at the SoCal Veg Fest. And this is my Life is Beautiful festival. So it's happening September 23rd and 24th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's going to be food samples, food and drinks for purchase, a cruelty-free marketplace, speakers. A lot of my friends are speaking. I'm excited to see my chef friend, Chris Tucker, not to be confused with the comedian, Chris Tucker, and Dr. Shabnam Islam, who I still have to get on this podcast, as well as one of her BFFs, Chef Babette. You guys, go follow all of these people, but I want you to look at Chef Babette's photos. She is so inspirational. She is 72. She might be 73 by now. She's vegan. She works out all the time. 
She looks like easily 30 years younger than her actual age. She is so full of life and just such an inspiration. So the three of them will be speaking together at 4 p.m. So I'm excited to go see that. Jane Velez Mitchell, she was at my birthday party. She was a previous guest on here, former CNN journalist turned pioneer, really. She created the Unchained TV app. It's a free app. You can get it for Fire Stick, for Roku, basically wherever you can download, you know, the streaming apps. And it's all amazing vegan content. And the Sugar Taco Grand Opening Party is up on there. They did such an amazing job with that. Thank you so much, Jane and Unchained TV. Jane is going to be moderating a talk. I will still be with Kelly for her birthday. So I think I'm going to sadly miss that. And then I have all kinds of other entertainment. There's going to be celebrity chefs, live music, DJs, comedy, games, a kid's area. And if you have kids, kids get in free. Ivy's coming with me. It's going to be $10 online for a general admission ticket, 15 at the door. If you're hearing this, which will be Saturday, day of, you might be too late to get the online tickets. So it will be $15 at the door. They also have VIP tickets available, which get you alcoholic beverages as well. It's also free for anyone over 65. And another person who will be at SoCal VegFest is today's guest, Jamie Logan from Jamie's Corner. She is just a rock star. I absolutely love her. I discovered her on Instagram. I don't know how long ago at this point, but I was like, wow, another Jamie that is an animal rights activist. And she's making this amazing, effective content on YouTube, on social media. She hits the streets. She is out there in New York City. She's got her mic and she's just talking to people. She's showing them videos of the truth about the animal agriculture industry. And she just kind of talks to people on a real common sense no BS level. She's also funny too. So she can kind of break through and really get to have these authentic conversations with people where you actually see the light bulb go off. You see them connect the dots as she is speaking to them. I'm going to insert one of her videos, the audio from it. I'm going to put it in here just so you guys get a feel for how effective and how amazing she is before I bring her on. So I'm going to go ahead and insert that right now. Okay, I guess the next question that I have for you guys is, do you think it's weird for adults to drink breast milk past the age of infancy? Now, I wouldn't say weird, but like, I ain't gonna lie, because... If you think about it on, like, we, at the end of the day, you know, we're mammals, you know. That's just, you know, part of what we do. But I think, like... What other mammal breastfeeds from their mom past infancy? I, when you say it like that, that sounds crazy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, thinking it, I'm thinking, like, I right, yeah, it's breast milk. At the end of the day, that's, yeah, I don't know, bro. If it's not in a carton, I ain't, yeah. Okay, let me phrase it this way. Would you drink your mother's breast milk now? Would you drink another woman's breast milk? Right now. No. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Would you drink breast milk from a dog? Huh? What? No. <laughs> Would you drink breast milk from a cow? Yeah. Ah, see? see I knew oh, yeah, no. yeah. I, I felt that coming. I felt that. And I'm back. So Jamie will be at the SoCal Veg Fest with VKind. VKind is also an amazing app. They are studios and they're producing an event that you will hear us talk about coming up called the VKind Experience. That's going to be happening in LA in November. She did forget to mention her discount code. 
If you use code Jamie's Corner, and she spells Jamie, J-A-M-I-E. So if you were to purchase tickets to the Be Kind Experience, I know you don't know anything about it yet because we're still in the intro, but after you hear about it, I have a feeling you might want to. You can go to the Be Kind Experience and get 10% off with her code, Jamie's Corner. At the Be Kind Experience, they will also be premiering a film that Jamie stars in called The Next Girl. We talk about that as well coming up. I also posted on Instagram yesterday about a solo podcast episode. So I'm going to be recording that tomorrow evening or Sunday morning. I've gotten myself into this weird Saturday release schedule the last couple weeks. Moving forward, it's probably not ideal to be putting out podcasts on weekends. Tell me your thoughts, though. I mean, do you have extra time on the weekends to listen? And is it actually a good thing? Plus, not much competition on the weekends. Not many people put out the episodes. Do you like it? Or are you just too busy, which I had assumed everyone is just too busy during the weekends. And I guess the whole industry assumes weekdays are better. But you tell me. Tell me what's best for you. Curious what your thoughts are on all of that. And before we get into the interview, one last little announcement. The Plant Butchers is opening October 1st. We have a date. So that is in Long Beach. That is right next to Sugar Taco number three. Our tentative hours are going to be 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's a lot of breakfast and lunch foods. So that's why we have those hours in mind. It's tentative. We'll see how it goes and we may adjust. But those are the hours as of now. You can start getting your vegan breakfast sandwiches, your vegan Reuben's, mac and cheese, fried chicken, Oh my God, I cannot wait to open and get to be able to eat this food. And without any further ado, here is my friend, Jamie Logan. Welcome to the show, Jamie Logan. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. I am so excited to talk to you and your audience about what's going on here. And yeah, we got vegan Jamies all over the place. We got East Coast, West Coast. (laughs) Absolutely. I remember the first Instagram video I ever saw of you. It was you and another Jamie. And I'm like, hey, you guys need me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was in the subway station. I remember that. (laughs) Yes. You guys, you have to go to Jamie's Instagram account because the way that you approach opening people's minds to the idea of animal rights and veganism is a really unique way that I love. A lot of it's through comedy and just kind of like getting real with people on the streets of New York City. Thank you so much. You know, it's been a pretty interesting journey of my activism, I guess you could say. I went vegan about six years ago. As like everybody else, I grew up eating animal products three times a day. I started looking into how these industries work. I learned the information and I changed myself. And then I was like, you know what? I want to speak up about this because I really want to see change. And so I started going to slaughterhouse vigils. I was doing major disruptions. And then I founded Jamie's Corner, which is what you're talking about, which mm-hmm. kind of uses humor to draw people in, but also explain how these industries work. And it kind of was founded very, it wasn't intentional, I guess you could say. I oftentimes go to Anonymous for the Voiceless Cubes, which are where we show the public footage of what happens in the the industries, just standard practices. We hold TV screens in Union Square and Washington Square Park here in New York. And I have conversations with people. And I was watching some of the footage back. I had a friend film for me. 
And I was like, this is actually so ridiculous and so funny. It was the awkwardness of the mm-hmm. conversations that made it funny. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how that was founded. I love that. It is so unique because oftentimes in this arena, we see so many sad videos and the slaughterhouse footage and all of these cubes that you're mentioning that you show people this footage as an animal rights activist day in and day out. If you're watching that stuff, it's really hard to even have the levity, you know, to produce something that is more in a comedy realm. But I really feel like that is so important to reach a larger scale of people. Yeah. And I really found that I was losing myself when I went into activism. I became very angry, really sad, depressed. I would wake up in the morning and just think about all the animals that would be killed that day. I would go to sleep. It was the kind of the last thing I thought about. It was really difficult to process the scale and the scope of the issue. So by starting my YouTube channel and my show, it was a way to just incorporate my own personality back into my activism. And it was something that I could make sustainable for the long run. I kind of had a similar journey. When I first got into it, I was so depressed. And I didn't really have the wherewithal to keep at it. And I'm like, what can I do? Like, how do I keep fighting for them, but just being so depressed and not only depressed for the animals, but just kind of feeling down about humanity in general. And I feel like so many activists go through this learning period when they first start and they're like, what do I do to be able to Mm -hmm. keep continuing doing this? In your case, it was through comedy. I actually had Jane Velez Mitchell, who I know that you know. Some of your stuff, I believe, is even on Unchained TV, which is her streaming network. And I had her on as a guest. And she said, you don't need to re-traumatize yourself by watching all of this slaughterhouse footage all the time. You need to be able to be strong enough to fight for the animals. So if that means you're not watching it anymore, don't watch it anymore. You already know what's going on. I think, yeah, you, you said it right then and there. And I think in any form of activism, we need to look at is this working? Is this effective? And then readjust our actions accordingly. I noticed that by yelling at my family and yelling at people that I was just isolating myself and it wasn't actually getting the message across. And now I'm able to make videos that reach millions of people that get the message across to an even larger audience. And now my family and friends are closer than they've ever been to changing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like live and learn, I guess, with us, you know, and we see what works for us and what doesn't. And I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do activism. You know, everyone has their own way of approaching it. And I guess just through the years, we've all learned what works best for us, what creates the most change. And that's what we go with. Absolutely. I think we need it all. We need films. We need educational talks at colleges. We need food outreach to show people that plant-based options are tastier and more nutritious than ever before. We need podcasts. And so I'm really open to trying anything to see what works. We need open rescue. We need to go against legislation and we need to try to change laws ultimately. And there are people that are doing that. And that is kind of how I got involved with VKind and the work that they're doing there. My experience, or my introduction, I should say, with VKind was when I went to the Peeled premiere here in LA. They did the world's first all-vegan cooking competition show called Peeled. I met so many super close friends to this day. Chris Tucker, who was a judge on it, and Shabnam Islam, who was a host of it, and Chef Babette. So Star is... The kind of the head honcho, I would say, at Be Kind. 
star, the woman herself, the producer, the activist, the queen. I mean, she really does it all. And it's been such an honor to work with her, to know her, to fight alongside for the animals. The animals are very lucky to have her on their side. She's a powerhouse. Yes. And for those who don't know what V-Kind is or V-Kind Studios, can you give them a little background on that? Absolutely. So V-Kind Studios is an all-vegan production company that works on everything from the concept, script writing, to really making the projects happen. So they'll rent out studio or locations. They'll hire DPs and editors and actors, and and they make incredible shows like Peeled. Their most recent is The Next Girl, which I starred in, and we'll tell you guys a little bit more about that. But they make things happen, really, and it's really cool to be a part of that process and see how they do it. Yes, she is a powerhouse. And I saw the deck recently for the V Kind experience that's coming up in LA in November. It's like nothing anyone has ever dreamt of before. It's insane. Can you touch on that? Because I do want to get into the next girl film, which will be premiering at the V Kind experience. So let's let the listeners know a little bit about what that is, because I'm sure so many people are going to want to go and then they'll be able to watch the film that you just starred in as well. Yes. Thank you so much for bringing up the V Kind experience, because this truly is an event like no other. It is going to be a completely immersive experience that incorporates different foods from all around the world. So there's going to be different rooms that are themed, 11 themed rooms that are intended to just transport you into what the future could be like if the world was plant-based. So picture lots of different like projections on the walls, picture like trays of of food. There's even going to be live mermaids in one of the rooms. So I guess in order to, this hasn't been done before, but I guess to give you an idea, if anybody has heard of Meow Wolf, that's kind of like an immersive exhibit that already exists. Picture this, but a plant-based version of that. That is so cool. And is it at the LA Convention Center? It is at the Magic Box in Los Angeles. Where is that? That is close to downtown downtown Los Angeles. Okay. So it's 35,000 square feet. And, wow. you know, your your ticket includes the food. It includes the experience. You'll be able to see the, the next girl film, which is premiering there, which is very exciting. And ultimately, you'll get to network, meet influencers. And it's going to be, I like to say, the event of the year. Absolutely. There's, I guess, a VIP sort of experience for the first night. I believe that's on a Friday night, right? And then... Yes. The experience itself is two days, Saturday and Sunday? Yes. So one ticket will cover you for one of the days. And the VIP experience, it's a little bit more money, but I do think that it's worth it. And if you go to the vkindexperience.com, you can check out the tickets and really look through in detail what each ticket includes. But there's little things like when you upgrade, you get access to the VIP lounge, you can get premium VIP parking, you get a gift bag, drink tickets, more exclusive hors d'oeuvres, things like that with the VIP experience. But of course, we want to make it accessible to all people. And that's why there's just normal tickets, which are about $100. But it, it again, it includes so much and you will walk out of there very full, I promise you. 
Do we know anything about the food or the different regions? There's 11 themed rooms. So they tried to cover each continent. So we have the African experience, the Asian experience, the European experience, the South American experience, North American experience. And then my personal favorite is the Oceana experience. So you're going to see like live mermaids in there and like projections of fish. And obviously this is an all vegan event. So no animals harmed in the making. The polar experience, the fungi experience. And it's really just to draw people in and show them what's possible if the world were to go plant-based. That is so cool. I'm so excited for this. And I'm really excited to see this film. So I was on a call with Star, I would say a week or two ago, we were discussing possibly getting Sugar Taco's sister company, Azucar Tequila, into the VIP room. And we were talking about the film that you guys had just wrapped. She was singing your praises. She just said you were the most amazing talent, incredible acting. It made me even more excited to be able to watch this. So anyone who goes to the Be Kind Experience, this is where they're first going to be able to watch the Next Girl film. Can you tell us about that? Oh my God. Well, thank you for those kind words. It was seriously such an honor to work on this film, to help tell this story, and to be a part of bringing some of these issues to light in the film. I mean, Star and the whole V-Kind team couldn't have been more supportive. And taking on a role like this one required a lot of emotional prep. It really was something I was kind of nervous about at first. So to give you a little background on what the film is about, the film is called The Next Girl. And it basically explores a dystopian world where an adolescent girl is emotionally abused, physically abused, and where her bodily autonomy is taken away from her. And she is amongst another couple of girls as well. And the location that we shot in is just a really spooky place. I can tell you a little bit more about that and the history of this place as well. So that added to the energy of it. But I had to really emotionally prep for some of these scenes where I was physically assaulted, I guess you could say, in the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first read through the script, I could just see how powerful this story was. And I was like, I really want to take this on, but it's been a while since I've acted. And so I was like, I really need to prep for this a little bit. So I actually hired an acting coach. Okay. Named Justina Adorno. She's an amazing vegan activist as well, but she's also. I think I know her. Yeah. I'm, I met her almost a year ago now through a PETA event where we went to this sanctuary and we met turkeys and it was around Thanksgiving so and I, I met her there. She's amazing. Oh, that is so wonderful that you know her. Yeah. She worked with me day in and day out and helped me actually connect to my emotions and my triggers. I think a lot of the time, like I'm just the type of person that I kind of just shove things in there, which is not healthy, but I just do. And I don't really cry a lot. And so to reconnect with some emotional aspects in my life was was difficult. So we worked through that. And just to be clear, this film is it's a suspense film. It's a drama. It's not a horror film. It's just really an emotional film. It's telling the story about an oppressive world that we actually live in currently, mm-hmm. but it's something that's not brought to light a lot. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So tell me a little bit about the location. You said it was spooky. What can you tell us about that? Yes. So the location we shot in Phoenix, Arizona, it was 115 degrees. 
wow. outside. And the location kind of had an indoor-outdoor vibe to it. So you can only imagine it was very, very hot in certain points. But on set, they were so helpful in making sure that we were hydrated. There was a medic on set. So I find out when we arrive there that two children were murdered by their uncle oh, no. in this in this location. Yes. And the father committed suicide and the uncle killed himself there. Was this a home you were filming in? What was it? Oh, God, that is the question. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if don't, I'm allowed I don't, to I say. Don't want, you'd have to reveal anything that you can't. But wow. Yeah, it was a big, large facility, to say the least. And bad things happened there in the past. And when you watch the film and the ending of the film comes up, you'll know what this places. It was really spooky and you felt that energy on you. I mean, certain rooms that you would walk into, you could feel chills. And, you know, I'm not one to make friends with the ghosts, okay? Like, I'm very much, like, just here to make peace, okay? And I swear to you, the guys that worked there they were like, yeah, oh, the little kids play with my keys all the time. Yeah, they they come. And there would be things that would like fall off of a shelf randomly from across the hall. And I was like, oh, they're here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So that added to the uh, suspense of it all and definitely helped me get into character. I feel like that energy would help you draw out those emotions because yeah. when Star was talking about it, she was just so impressed by your range of emotions that you were able to display in this film. Thank you. I mean, I I went to a performing arts high school, so I have had acting training in the past, but it's been years since I, I guess, have really taken on like an intense character role. And so by working with Justina Adorno, my acting coach, she helped to draw those emotions out of me and help me recognize how to reconnect with those emotions. So I would listen to music of songs that would help trigger me. And it was interesting because when we were on set, before we would film certain scenes, I would just be sitting there with music in my ears. And I think the other actors thought that I was like antisocial or something. Yeah. But I really, I, I couldn't talk with people. It would bring me out of character. So I really like, we got, we were getting up at 3.30 a.m. Most of the day is shooting. So I would go straight to hair and makeup and I would have oil poured all over my face, dirt added to my face, cuts, bruises, weird stuff put in my hair. I mean, I looked real bad. It was a really humbling moment. Yeah. I saw some behind the scenes videos. It looked super intense. What were some of the songs you were listening to? I made a a video of my dog and she's 13. And Mm -hmm. just thinking about her leaving this world really, you can, you know how it is. Like it's very triggering, triggering for me. So I put a video together of like say something you know say something I'm getting and and then Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton songs there was a mixture of songs it was like just a really sad mix and yeah that helped me me just stay in character and then when it was time to film I would take the earphones out and just take on the role of the character so like I was no longer me but I was fueled with those emotions And I really just had to place myself in the body of this character of like, you know, if I were going through the things that she was, how would I react? So your thing was you thought of your dog who's still with us, but you thought about the day that you lose your dog and that's how you were able to pull out those emotions. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny because an actor's really never supposed to reveal her secret. So right. there was <laughs> some parts of, of that that was in there. And then there was other parts where when I actually would think about this character and what she's going through and just the oppression she was facing and how this is actually happening to real life victims, that mm -hmm. also was extremely emotional for me. Yes. So for those who aren't in LA or aren't going to the V-Kind experience, where will they be able to see this film after it premieres there? So this will be submitted to film festivals. Hopefully it will get accepted into many film festivals across America. So we're aiming for Tribeca, Hamptons, Con even, I mean, just big ones. And I think just based on the level of professionalism of how the crew put this film together, I've only seen the trailer, but from just that, it is so powerful and so emotionally emotion. It's an emotional roller coaster, really. I, I have very high hopes that this is going to go far and wide. And I'm sure people will be able to see it just online as well for free. We want this to be accessible for everyone. All right. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing this in November and seeing you. I assume you will be there as well, right? Yes, I will be there in November. And also, I just wanted to bring up, I think, one of my favorite parts of working with V-Kind Studios was the food that was on set. So this is really what fueled me, what kept me going. You know, by day two, I was just exhausted I was physically, emotionally drained, and the food on set was 100% plant-based. Jaina, who is a member of V-Kind Studios, she spent hours cooking for us, made sure we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I've never eaten so much yummy food three times a day in my entire life. It was so great. We had everything from breakfast burritos to these great little cheesecake pies that she made, wow. and everything was like whole foods, plant-based. I and, love it. And vegan, of course. Yes. See, so. That makes so much sense. Like craft services everywhere. Take notice of this, right? You're feeding your talent chips and sugary bars and candy all day. And it's like, it makes so much sense to be fueled properly, to be able to act at your best. Absolutely. It, it makes sense. It really, really was helpful. It made a difference. I didn't have a stomach ache. I wasn't just like, you know, feeling all heavy. You know, the, the, the animal products that they oftentimes serve on sets make you feel just heavy. You, you Your mind isn't clear. Like I had so much energy. Think about it. We were running off a very little sleep in the heat. So the food was a really important aspect of shooting. It was so delicious. Even the people that we're not vegan. We're excited for every meal. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, I want someone to cook me breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks that are all vegan. When I was actually in New York City, the last time I saw you in person for the Vegan Women's Summit, you and I met at the mayor's house. <laughs> that was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. The Vegan Women's Summit, folks, you got to go next year in L.A. Oh, I can't wait for the L.A. one. But when I was there for that, a couple of my vegan friends, Dr. Shabnam, who I had mentioned yeah. earlier, and some other people, we had tried several vegan restaurants in New York City. We went to Willow. We went to Coletta. Ugh. Do you have any favorites? I know you're a New York a Nixie. City girl. Yes. A Nixie. That's the same owner, right? That's like yes. a Mediterranean. Okay. Guy. His name is Guy, and he's mm -hmm. really taking over. I mean, a Nixie is the Mediterranean heaven. It's just insanely yummy. I recommend the chicken shish kebabs. Planta is always a classic. They have two locations in Florida or actually three now, I think. They have okay. two locations here in New York. They have one now in LA by you guys. 
always a great option and a cool vibe. Yes. So those are my, I love Orchard Grocer too for like a quick vegan bacon, egg and cheese. They have like I've a, never heard, is that only New York? I've never heard New of York. that one. Okay. Yes. And they have a vegan shoe store attached to them. So it's like you grab a bacon, egg and cheese and then go buy a quick pair of boots. Oh my God. I'm going to have to stop there next time. I'm coming back in October. Oh. So maybe I'll see you then. Okay. We'll definitely what? have to make plans for that. But I so appreciate you, you know, taking the time to interview me about this. And I'm really excited for people to check out the VKind experience. And I hope to meet everyone there. This premiere, I think it's going to really help people connect to certain issues. And I, I was so honored to take on the part from the moment that I saw the script. I was like, I'm ready to do this, you know. It sounds like a dream to do. I mean, obviously, such an important message. And I do think it's going to go far and wide. I think you're going to get all the accolades that you deserve from this film. I can't wait to help promote it in any way that I can as well. Where can people find you in the meantime? Thank you so much, Jamie. So I'm at It's Jamie's Corner. You can check that out on Instagram, TikTok. Also, just itsjamiescorner.com is my website. But definitely be sure to follow VKind at VKind Studios. You can check out the Instagram page for the VKind Experience as well. Go to vkindexperience.com to get your tickets. Just stay tuned for some updates on the next girl film. Yes. We mentioned two sad songs. I don't know if you want to play either one of those since they came up organically, but at the end, I play a song. If you want to play something a little bit more upbeat, tell me what you're listening to now or what you like. Ooh, let me look up my Spotify real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. There, there's so many songs I'm listening to constantly. I love a good Britney song, Hit Me Baby, one more time. All my songs are pretty sad. I mean, I that's like okay. So. New Light, John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> okay and my my best friend might have something to say about that but oh, no. <laughs> sweet talk saint modal or say say it by maggie rogers is a good one okay i've never heard of it so that's awesome we'll maybe introduce people to a new song Beautiful. yay okay thank you so much thank you bye guys standing in the open light within the sweltering
Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.